Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their business with a podcast, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them, also known as Attraction Marketing. I'm your host, Al Marenton. My guest today is Greg Moore. Greg is the Wall Street Journal bestselling author of Real Freedom, Why Franchises Are Worth Considering, and How They Can Be Used for building wealth, and has managed restaurants, been a microelectric circuit engineer, owned and operated dry cleaners, storage units, rental properties, and franchises. Greg has helped hundreds of people and business owners invest in a few hundred franchise units and turn their businesses into a franchise, helping them create wealth, financial freedom, and security. He's won awards uh, Tau Beta Pi National Engineering Honor Society, Delta Mu Delta National Business Honor Society, and the 2018, 2019, and 2020 Top Consultant and Consultant of the Year. Welcome to the show, Greg. Al, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, excited to uh, learn more about franchising. As that's always um, been really interesting to me. I, I come from a a fitness and wellness background. And, and uh, that's a question that comes up a lot with, with uh, people that want to open, you know, a fitness facility or, or, or even a wellness center, because there's a lot of franchise opportunities out there. And the people often, often get confused. So we're excited to get your insights. Looking forward to it, Al. Right on. So um, one thing that I, I have a question about is what's the difference between licensing and franchising? With licensing, what you can do is it's a little less restrictive from, from the point of view if you're getting into the business itself. So when somebody licenses it to you, they can license it to anybody. They can license it within you know the uh, uh, restrictions of, uh, of the law, but they can license it to anybody anywhere, and any number of people can be licensed for it. With a franchise, in general, what you're looking at there is you're having a business, a franchisee, in a protected territory. So with that franchise, again, this is most franchise, not every single one, but probably about 95, 99% of them will have a specific territory and no other franchisees will come into that territory. You have the rights to that territory. Territory is going to be defined differently depending on the franchise. So if you're in the services industry, you're probably looking at a couple hundred thousand people with a household income of a hundred thousand or more. Um, and that's for the services industry, for the brick and mortar where you build it. Uh, that's generally driving distance. So you generally look at one or two miles. So franchise specific territory, they will not put any other franchise in that territory. So you're never competing with other franchisees. Licensing model, they can license to anybody. Uh, there's no restrictions to how they can do that. Probably a little less of an investment on your part with the license as opposed to a franchise. Uh, but you may have more competition in there because that's not something that the person who's licensing worries about. Uh, they just worry about trying to get a license out to you. A uh, few less restrictions on the licensing as opposed to a franchise. Uh, and generally speaking, most franchises give you a lot more support. Uh, I don't want to see, you know, say specifically that's the case because well, there's a lot of good licensing people out there as well on that. But generally speaking, from a franchise, uh, what they're doing is they're bringing, you're bringing in royalties or giving them royalties. So the franchise needs to make you 
uh, as successful as possible. That way they're as successful as possible because they're getting some uh, money off the top for you. Uh, licensing, it just depends on how the licensing works out. That may or may not be the case there. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. That makes a lot of sense. So um, what are the advantages of opening a franchise over just going on your own? Great question. Now, uh, that's what I go over with uh, many of my, my candidates when we first start. There are advantages and disadvantages going both ways. You start something on your own, it's all yours. All the money is yours. Everything is yours. Everything yours, meaning also that every little thing that you have to get done to get that business up and running is your responsibility on that. So while you are free to do whatever you want in your business opportunity, you get all the money, you do all the work. With a franchise system, what you're looking at there is a proven business model already. They've already done it. They've already gone through the trials and tribulations of starting out that business uh, themselves. So they know what the path is to success. So what you're looking for in a franchise is you're looking to get to where you want to be two to three years quicker than if you're going to do it yourself. Now, the downside of that, of course, is that you pay for it. Generally speaking, you're going to do a one-time franchise fee of around $50,000, give or take. And then you've got your ongoing royalties between about 5 and 10% on that. But the benefit is now you're part of a team. You've got a whole team of people that are helping you grow and helping you become successful. Not only that franchise that's helping you grow and become successful, because the more successful you are, the more successful they are, as we mentioned earlier. But also the other franchisees, since with the franchise system, generally speaking, you're not competing with other franchisees. So as you investigate that franchise, you talk to franchisees to verify all the information the franchisor told you. You're making more friends now, more people that are helping that whole business rise up and grow on that. So not only do you have that franchise team, that big tribe of people that are helping you out, but now you've got the franchisees themselves, everybody growing that system as well. So it's really a personal decision, give or take, or whether or not you'd like that road roadmap to success and you'd like somebody who's already done it proven that they can do it in many different cities already, but you're going to have them uh, having a little bit of uh, control over you. You're still, you still got a lot of uh, leeway to do what you want, uh, but they're going to be dictating to you a lot of the things that you're going to be doing in the franchise system, whereas doing it yourself, you do everything yourself, do whatever you want, wherever you want. So personal decision one way or the other. Right on. Awesome. So with a, with a franchise, like the business is more plug and play and, and you have that um, they provide like standard operating procedures and a bunch of different things to get going, like you said, to get going quicker. So you re reach your goals quicker. Great question. Now, you will to uh, let's see. Short answer. You will never be wondering what to do next. You will have exactly that. A complete plan of action step by step. This is what we did. This is what we need you to do. You're welcome to try other things, to go out and on, on a limb somewhere and do something. Some of my people have. Uh, it hasn't always worked out for them, but the franchise is going to have that model for you, that step-by-step -step model for you. That is what you're paying for when you pay that franchise fee. That's what you're paying for with the royalties so that you are never wondering, what do I do next? How do I get over this hurdle? They've already done it. That's awesome. That, that's beautiful. And I can see how that could really speed up your, the process because People, so some people they'll, they'll sit and they'll then they never have developed standard operating procedures, you know, so they could never grow, you know. So that's 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 a big deal. It sounds like the uh, um, the having 
access to the other franchisees too and they're not competing it seems like that's almost like a internal mastermind kind of a thing that you could have you know in, in there a lot a lot of valuable information to trade back and forth they do that all the time out they not only do they have all regular meetings generally speaking every franchise is going to have a regular meeting once a year that brings all the franchisees together they're going to talk about their industry what's been going on in their industry where do they see the industry grow, going and then yes they'll mastermind different ideas about how do we grow it how do we help each other grow it what do we need to do next what kind of systems as a franchisor do you franchisees need that will help you grow what are we lacking what can we do so everybody gets together everybody talks about it on a regular basis so that they can continue to help that franchise system grow and then helps each individual member grow as well that's awesome that's awesome and then um so it, when you consult with people, do you like you go over like the different steps in order to figure out if the franchising is for them and which kind of a model is, is good for them? Exactly right, Al. So what probably some of my the biggest concerns is when my people first come to me is they want to get into franchising, but they have no idea how to do it on that. It's very confusing. We've got four or five thousand different franchises in the United States. How do I go about figuring it out? Some of the mistakes they made in the past and what I did as well when I first got started, I just started clicking on franchises. And then I had franchise development. People call me on a regular basis. And I'm like, what? how do I sift through all this? How do I do that? You are investing your hard-earned money in a franchise. You deserve an advisor who is going to thoughtfully go through that process with you and explain to you how franchising works so that you don't have to spend all your time doing it. And that's what I do. I've got about an eight step process or so that we go through uh, to get that done. First call is to get to know me. You ask any questions you want about franchising. I make certain that your uh, what you're trying to accomplish is doable within the franchise system itself. Uh, then have them fill out a questionnaire. We get back together, go over their questionnaire, go over uh, a matrix of business types that I send them out as well. I've explained all the different types of franchises, whether you want to get into brick and mortar, services industry, full-time, uh, part-time, semi-absentee type franchises. And then I go through and do all that work for you. You sit back and relax at that point in time. I then go out based on what you told me. And I've got a lot of questions that I ask you about yourself. Where have you been? Where are you at now? Where do you want to be? Uh, amongst other things. And then I come back to you with that list. So I work with a few hundred different franchises. I'll come back to you with about five or ten different ones. We'll go through those together and we'll try and narrow that list down to about two or three franchises that look like a good opportunity to you. And you picture in your mind and you can see yourself doing that. And then we get on the phone or you get on the phone with the franchisors. I guide you through that process. So I'm your guide there the whole time. I'm your advisor there the whole time explaining you how that works. And then we go through the process of investigating that franchise. And along the way, we'll determine fairly quickly if this is really what you want, if you're willing to commit the time, semi-passive, 10 to 15 hours a week, or if you want to do it full-time, and if you're ready to invest the money in it as well. Are you uh, at the point in time where you want to spend the time and you want to write that check uh, for the franchise system? Uh, and if that's all yes, then I stay with you as long as it takes to until we find that franchise that is the perfect fit for you. That's awesome. That, that's beautiful. And that, that's got to uh, be a relief for your clients, right? You know, because Otherwise, you're out there like, you know, what, what am I doing? So, so yeah, that, that's beautiful that you provide the service. Um, so 
uh, typically you think of franchises like the brick and mortars, you know, you know, like, and, uh, but you, you mentioned service and absentee and full-time part-time. Can you explain sort of like the differences between those? Absolutely. Al. That's one of the things that my, that a lot of my people, when they first come to me, uh, they think brick and mortar franchises. We all do because that's yeah. what we see on a regular basis, right? When we're driving around out, what we do is we see all the buildings that are up, the supercuts, the great clips, the Meineke, Taco Bells, the, the McDonald's. We see those, so we know those, so we think that's franchising. And that is part of it. Uh, that's the brick and mortar. You build it and they will come. General theme on that one. On that with a great franchise system, they'll have a real estate team. They'll help you find that right location. They'll also have a grand opening uh, to get you going, get all the clients and everybody in your area all psyched up and ready to go. Generally speaking, you're probably looking at around a $300,000 total investment to get the whole build out uh, and up from there depending on what you get into. On the other end of the spectrum, Al, we have the services industry. Well, the services industry is a little bit different. Your clients don't necessarily know you exist until they need you. So we don't come in contact with them on a regular basis unless we need those services on there. So those services could be anywhere from tutoring services, senior care services, home improvement, uh, cleaning out corporate locations, many different things that you can do on those. And those, the total investments around $150,000 or so, uh, give or take, because you don't need that big prime real estate location. Generally speaking, a small office, uh, if the franchises that don't require an office, you probably get in for under $150,000 on there working from home and doing that. With those, you need a great franchise system to drive people to you when the need arises on that. And some of those uh, services industries are as big or bigger than some of the brick and mortar franchises you see out there. So if you're looking at like the restoration uh, business, for instance, uh, you might want to be involved in the Belfour Group. The Belfour Group is the largest restoration company in the United States. You don't know necessarily about that. Neither do I. Any of us would, unless we needed something done, unless we had water, fire, smoke damage, hoarding, something of that sort. If we didn't need those services, we'd never know they existed, but they're huge. Belfour did have to clean up for Katrina and some of the other natural disasters that we have on those senior care services. If you never needed a, a care to for your mom and dad or for a family member, you wouldn't know about those. So that's where a great franchise system comes in, drives people to you when that need arises. A lot of them have a lot of good services, answering the phone for you, scheduling appointments. Um, and in both of those franchises, whether it be whether it be any industry for that matter, some franchises require you to work full-time, some don't. So when you're not working full-time, you're generally doing what's called semi-absentee, which is about 10 to 15 hours a week, depending on your management skill and style. You manage the manager, you manage the profit and loss statements. And a lot of those franchises already have that system built into their model and they have other franchisees doing it. So you can call and verify with other franchisees, how's it working out? how the, the franchise will help you find the manager, how do they help you find employees, and most importantly, how do they help you find clients as well? That's awesome. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, the um, you know, I've, I've been members of like various chambers of commerce over the years, you know, and uh, so that's like about 10 years ago, I was exposed like to, to um, service-based franchises like the like junk removal kind of thing. And uh, there was a plumber and then there was actually a senior care as well. And, uh, and, I, and I would like 
find like, well, this, this, these businesses seem like they're run like much better than the others or like the, you know, at least the way they appear. And then you find out their franchises, you know, like so that, that was very interesting, you know, and, and, it, and it sort of opened my eyes, you know, as opposed to just like the Taco Bell and the, you know, fitness franchise or whatever. So that, that's pretty awesome. Um, are there are there any uh, like b big advantages that like you, you mentioned, like the, um, you know, all, all the care and everything that goes behind it. But actually, how do how does one know if a franchise is right for them? Is that something well, you help people with? Yeah, Al, exactly right. Well, that's one of the things we go through there. And that's something you find out pretty much uh, uh, pretty quick in the process, too. So you, you know a franchising is right for you if you can actually feel it. If you can feel it, if you can see it, if you can picture yourself doing it, uh, you know that a franchise is right for you. If you start you know having some, some doubts and start picking it apart and looking at all the bad things, you know, it, it's probably an indication that you know this may not be the right time for you. Most of my people just, they either are not quite willing to put in even a little bit of time to it, 10 to 15 hours a week, because they're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to fit this into my schedule? Uh, we've got about probably four, four franchises, five franchises that you can do completely passive, that they have a, a management team run it for you. So it's a, even fewer hours for that. Uh, but the other thing is not only time is, uh, and if you, you know, you start picking it and you start thinking, where am I going to find the time? What am I going to do? How am I going to find the time to do this? And it might not be the right time for you on that one. The other big thing is, though, it's going to be an investment. The franchise fee is $50,000, give or take. Whether it's going to be a brick and mortar franchise, whether it's going to be a service industry franchise, they're all pretty close to the same. It's the total investment that's going to be different. So obviously with the brick and mortar, you got more build out with service industry, just a small office. But are you at that point in time in your life when you really, really are willing to write that check for that amount of money? And if you start him and hawing about that, yeah, you know, we get to that point and I meet with you on a regular basis and, you know, I, you and I will discuss it, Al, and we'll go over it. You know, how are you feeling about this? Are you, you know, do you see yourself writing that check? Do you see yourself putting in that time? If you're starting to get a little nervous and, you know, him and on about it, then probably not a good fit at this point in time for you. And I've had people come back to me, you know, a year later, two years later, three years later, when the time was right to do it. Um, but you'll get enough information where you're going to get a good feel for that business and you're going to be able to picture yourself and the time that you have and the money that you have and is this is this right for me and together we'll figure it out pretty quick that's awesome that, that's beautiful yeah um yeah yeah i know uh like three or four people that have uh started franchises in you know like in in, in the fitness industry basically that, that's where a big part of my background comes from and um they've been pretty successful with it like a couple of them have like like three or four hundred locations now you know and uh so they're doing pretty well and like i personally know them and they and they they really support people you know and they're and they're and they have like all these systems and all these different awesome uh you know assets that they provide for their people you know um, I've also seen the other side too. I, I worked with a franchise, um, doing some marketing for them, uh, uh, and, um, about five or six years ago and, and they weren't really that great. You know, like they were, they were, uh, they were more about bringing in the money and getting the, that sale, but they weren't 
the, their support system wasn't as great. So is that something that you help people with is finding like those good franchises that have the, the good support systems and you sort of weed out the ones that aren't as great? Initially, that's exactly what, uh, as franchise consultants, that's what we do out. We go through the ones and we hear, uh, you know, I, I've got about probably a few hundred franchise consultants in the group that I belong to, uh, International Franchise Professionals Group. We talk amongst each other all the time about the different franchises uh, and how they're doing, what we've heard, what we've learned about them. So up front, I've got a pretty good picture of which franchises are doing well and which ones may be struggling a little bit. If you're doing this on your own, it's a little bit more of a challenge to go out there and do that. But if you do want to do it on your own and not get a franchise consultant, then you really want to look for the franchises that have been around for a number of years and that have maybe 100 or more franchisees in their system on that. Because that way you can start calling franchisees when the time comes throughout the process. And those franchisees are all brutally honest when they talk to my people. They'll, they'll set them straight right away if they're not getting the support they need. Uh, if things aren't working out, they'll they'll let you know. Uh, that's probably the simplest and easiest way to do it. You have to go through the process a little bit before you get to that point where you talk to franchisees. Uh, but to do so, but upfront, uh, that's one of the things that we do as franchise consultants is we look at what kind of support systems they have. The biggest challenge you'll have is if you want to get into something new, what we call an emerging franchise. Uh, some of those that have maybe five or 10 franchises in them, really taking a bit of a chance on that. Now, if you went, you know, we're talking fitness. If you went into Orange Theory, would it only had five or 10 franchisees? I mean, you would hit a gold mine there. Uh, that one just took off wonderfully. Uh, so if you're going to do that sort of thing, you really got to get to know the people that are running that franchise and you got to believe in them. You got to have them convince you that they can do that because what you're looking for when that franchise starts growing and starts bringing in new franchisees, you got to make certain that their support systems are matching how many new franchisees are coming in. So one thing to take a look at when you're going through the process is how many franchisees they've sold, how many franchises they sold, and how many are open. If you've got a disproportionate number of franchises sold compared to those open, we're running into a little bit of an issue there. You have to make certain that they've got the team in place that can open up as many franchises franchises as they sold and keep up with them because you don't want you know 200 franchises sold and 10 open uh, then there's something wrong kind of a red flag for you that's the sort of thing that we look at as well yeah that, that, that that's a good point too um so yeah because there was a franchise a fitness franchise uh, about 10 or 12 15 years ago that came out i forget the name of it, it was it was women uh focused and uh it was really inexpensive to to go on board with them and uh, um they sold a ton of them they sold like 1800 or something you, you know franchises like, like in a short span of time and they weren't able to keep up with that growth and they eventually like ended up folding you know and uh so, so i could see how that's that's a big uh, um something that you know keep focused on you know like you know being able to handle the growth is is a huge thing so so um do you do you work with uh people that you know want to be franchisees or, or do you also work with people that want to start franchises yep i work with people that want to start franchises as well Al, i've already done a couple of those helping people turn their business into a franchise uh simple enough process 
pretty much all it takes is money as does everything else. You're looking at probably around 30 or $50,000 to turn your business into a franchise. So you can turn almost any business you want to into a franchise. And I've helped people do that as well. A couple of things you need to consider though, is if you want to make certain that you're getting people interested in your franchise, you've got to be making some money. They kind of want to know how much money they can make on, on that. So it's good. You know, if you're making, bringing in a hundred thousand or more, great with one location, good start. If you've got a couple locations, two or three locations that are bringing in a hundred thousand or more net profit, uh, even better on that one. But yes, just about any franchise system uh, can, almost any business can become a franchise system. We do take a look at, and so does my team. My team does. I don't do uh, specifically myself. My, I got a team of people that will turn that business into a franchise. Then they turn you over to us, franchise consultants, and we go out there and do the marketing and help you grow. Uh, but some of the things they'll go over uh, with you is, you know, is it reproducible in every city? Is this kind of a need where you have enough people that are going to need this this type of uh, service, whether it be a brick and mortar or whether it be a service industry? Uh, they'll go over a lot of that with you to make certain that you do have a good concept, that it is franchisable. Uh, and I'll do a little bit of that with you as well uh, to begin with. But again, we're looking at, you know, are you bringing in 100000 or more net profit? Because when people look at your business, uh, that's kind of really what they're looking for. All not all the franchises that I work with out there bring in that kind of money uh, on that. There's some that do, or quite a few that do, and quite a few that don't. Uh, but they're simple to operate, and you just buy multiple units. But on the, the topic of just turning your business into a franchise, yes, completely doable. If you have any questions on that, don't hesitate to reach out to me, and I'll go over that with you as well. Right on. That's awesome. Now, um, in order to start a franchise, do you have to have multiple locations or, or can you do, or can you have just one and then to say, I want to start a franchise because it's what's successful? One's fine now. You can start with one. We have, like I've seen several franchises that started out with just one really good location on that. Absolutely. It's a little bit easier to get people interested when you have more than one because now you've shown that you've reproduced it. But one is fine. We can start with that uh, and uh, work our way up from there. Awesome. Awesome. And then with franchise ease, um, do you find that the, the people that come to you, um, you know, seeking advice, are they more of the type of person that is working full time in it, you know, and is being, you know, in the grind with it? Or are they more, um, like investor kind that 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 run the profit and loss statements and all that kind of stuff and just oversee and hire a manager and and just have try to have like several franchise locations or several businesses or whatever. You know, it's amazing, Al. That's one of the things I like about what I do. I get so many different people that want to do so many different things uh, on there. I've got corporate refugees who are tired of the corporate world. They're tired of, you know, doing that commute, driving them up the wall. All the time, blood pressure is up and they just want to get out of the corporate world. They want to be a business owner. They want to be an entrepreneur. And they're willing to just step away from their job and to do this full time to make it happen. Uh, I also have people that are in the corporate world that don't mind their jobs. It's OK. Uh, maybe not something I want to do the rest of my life, but I want to do something on the side. I want a, a side business to where I have that option at some point in time once that gets built up that I can do. Uh, I can step away from it or keep the day job and have you know, somebody else running it as well. So I get about 50-50 on, well, actually, I probably get a few more investors uh, than I do full-time people. This last year I have, I've gotten a lot more of investor types who are just looking to uh, invest in the business itself and run it semi-absentee. 
on that. Uh, a lot of husband and wife teams that uh, they'll work on it together. They'll both take a little bit of time out of their day to do it as well. So it's a really uh, it's a really mix on that. Al. Probably a little bit more towards investors, but uh, definitely mixed up. A lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. Right on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, a lot of the people that I've seen be successful uh, do come from like corporate backgrounds and even military backgrounds, you know. For sure. Yeah, military military is great, Al. They, uh, those folks know how to follow follow procedures, obviously. They've been doing it all their life. So a lot of my franchisers really enjoy military people on that. Very disciplined, very good. Uh, corporate lifestyle, it's good when you have uh, managed a team. Because uh, basically, you're you've already running a business within a business on that. But again, I get people, you know, I get uh, individual people who have not run teams before, uh, who are willing to learn how to do that, uh, that come come to me to get into a franchise as well. Uh, so many different walks of life. So don't ever be, be worried about your background. That's something that we'll discuss as far as where have you been? So what do you bring to the table on there? So we can kind of tailor the franchise opportunities around your background, what you bring uh, to the table. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So, and as far as like, uh, funding a franchise, um, do, uh, do people usually, you know, have, or are they liquid or do they, um, some, some, sometimes people borrow money to, to fund the franchise or get investors or how, how do people usually do it? Most of the time that I find, especially with my investors is they love using other people's money as they put it, as long as the, uh, the, the debt services uh, or the uh, yeah the investment services the debt uh, they're all for it uh, so that was pretty simple all you really need is a good credit score 650 700 or better we have people that specifically fund the franchises that's what their day-to-day -day role is so the franchise is easy to fund because the franchise has that proven record of success so when it comes the SBA loans is probably the easiest way to go and we can get those done in about a month with the people that I work with on there. So the, the franchise already has that proven record of success. So you're good to go there. It just really comes down to your credit score. As long as you've got a good credit score, uh, you're good to go. The other way that you can do it, if you don't want to use other people's money, you don't want to go into debt, is if you have a 401k plan from a previous employer or an IRA, you can do a 401k rollover into a self-directed 401k. And so you're using that retirement fund that you have. Uh, you create a C corporation. We have people to do that for you, to do all this for you. And then you can use that money to then fund your franchise on there. So you're using your money to do it. Uh, the people that we do it, that, that do it, that have that plan, will keep you in compliance with the IRS, get all the forms filled out for you. It costs about 5000 to do and about 120 a month to maintain that plan for you. But that's a good way to go uh, if you don't want to go into debt uh, and you are okay with using your retirement funds. So that's more of a personal decision um, uh, whether or not you want to do that. And I've had quite a few, quite a few people actually this year that have, that have done the, the self-directed 401k rollover. Uh, I did that when I started my business because I did not want to go into debt to do it. Uh, and it works out great. There's many tax benefits uh, to it, especially when you sell your business at the end, all that money then goes back into the, you know, you buy your stocks back, uh, and you just money goes right back into your uh, 401k account, uh, you know, the tax-free money at that point in time when you sell it on that. But I have CPAs that will, uh, and list of CPAs that will help you with that. They're more 
uh, in tune, I guess, with the, uh, with the, with the taxes. Uh, they'll definitely go through that uh, with you with the, the ins and outs of going the 401k rollover way. But it is a good way, a good way to go and get into a business without going into debt if that is your plan. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, are, do the franchises have any like kind of b big restrictions like on things like uh, well, the reason I asked this is because like way back, like I think it was like the late seventies, you know, back back in uh, my my dad's friend had a Baskin Robbins franchise, right? And um, remember, he he ran out of bananas one day, and he he went to the store to buy bananas, and then, and then he got penalized for that because he didn't get from the Baskin Robbins supplier, you know, you know, and and uh, um. I don't know if things are still as strict as that, and if, if that's an if that kind of issue comes up, with does not China. come up. Sorry, it does not come up very often from what I've heard from my people on that. There are a few franchises that make a lot of their money from the fact that you buy from their sources. On that, they like you to keep the same sources so that they're the same everywhere like mcdonald's it doesn't matter which mcdonald's you go into wherever you go into it it's all going to be exactly the same to keep it exactly the same they've got to make certain that they everybody has the same exact supplier so some are going to be different than others so it's really something to take a look at specifically where do the franchise franchisors make all their money from do they make it from the fact that you're buying it from a certain supplier or they make it from your royalties. You want to make certain that the franchisors make most of their money from your royalties and not from the people that you're buying the products from on that one. So not that big of a deal uh, as much as I heard these days, but they do like to keep their, when you're going into food, they do like to keep it consistent. So there, there will be uh, some amount of oversight in that area. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, I, I know that you uh, help people with franchises because you um, it, it's a vehicle to create wealth and freedom, et cetera. So um, like, how, how does it do that? And, and does it happen quicker or better or easier, you know, by franchising as opposed to go, doing it on your own? There are, there's on my website, there's the seven mistakes to check out. One of them is, uh, out, is thinking that you're going to be rich in a year or two. You're probably not going to be rich in a year or a millionaire in a, in a year or two. It will take time. There are many different ways uh, to grow that franchise, to make that, uh, to make that money. You can go, and most people start uh, with a single unit uh, franchise. So that's one unit, one territory, and you build it out from there. So if you're looking to build an empire, you can start with one. And then you can grow from there. Uh, so there's two different uh, avenues of growth when you're building wealth in a franchise. It's going out horizontally. Now you're buying more territories and you can come to a single greater area for a single franchise system. The other way that you can go is you can go up vertically. And what vertically means is take the home services industry, for instance, the neighborly brands. They have about 20 different service franchises. They're the biggest uh, service franchise uh, in the United States, biggest service company. What you do there is that say that you go in there and now you're doing home cleaning. So you're doing home cleaning and you see that their electrical appliances need repair. Well, you can get another one of the neighborly brands. You can get their Mr. Electric. So you can do their Molly Mates. You can do their Mr. Electric. You can do their Mr. Plumbing. So now what you're doing is you got that same territory 
and you're offering different services to all the same clients. So you grow vertically and pretty soon you've got 20 different uh, franchises that are servicing that same home. So now you own the home. So that's the vertical growth that you can go with those. And there's many different companies, not just uh, neighborhood brands, authority brands and some of the others where you can start growing vertically as well. So now you've got the same area. You just own everything that needs to be done around the house. And that goes for some businesses as well on that one. When we do the large territory, we call those area developers when you're doing more of a geographical area. So you can get a reduced fee if you start off right away and say you want more than one territory, say you want three, say you want five. You really believe in this franchise and you better really believe in them if you're going to buy that many territories all at once. But you can buy more of the area for a, a smaller fee. The other way to go is if you want to do a master franchise. So with an area developer, you're buying that entire territory. So you buy the whole state of Arizona and you've got 10 territories to build out in Arizona. So if you're an area developer, you put all the money into each one of those territories to develop them. If you're a brick and mortar, you're going to be putting in a, a physical location at each one. If you have a service industry, you don't necessarily need 10 different offices, but you'll need enough offices to encompass those areas. If you go the route where you're going to go master franchise, it's going to be similar to what the area developer does, only you will just build out one territory. That'll be your training unit. That'll be your pilot unit. What you're going to do is you're going to help that, that franchise or then train other people that come into your area. So you're going to buy those 10 territories. You're going to then sell nine of them to somebody else. So basically you get it for a reduced fee. You sell those nine territories for the standard fee. You basically get your money back on those territories as well. And now you train those people in your pilot unit. They use their money to build it out. So you're not getting all the money, all the net income from each territory. But what you're getting, generally speaking, and this varies by franchise, but you're getting half the royalty structures. So if their royalties are 8%, the franchisor gets 8, you get 4. So you build up a good annuity that way. It's a great way to build an empire to where you've got that annuity coming in. You train the people. So you're helping the franchisor do that. You get your money back pretty much on the territories that you bought when you resell them. And now you've got that annuity coming in and you've got a group of people that are your empire. That makes sense? Yes, definitely. Good. Yeah. And I, I've actually seen like examples of that in um because I, I work in uh, like a lot with fitness and wellness and beauty. And um, the one of the things that's big right now is salon suites. And um, and, and, and I so, so I reach out to a lot of uh, independent and franchise uh, uh, um, businesses. So uh, and, and I go like state by state and I'll and I'll see like in even, you know, where I'm at in Arizona, like in, in Phoenix, there's a woman with the Phoenix salon suites, like she has all of them in, in Metro Phoenix and then all the surrounding areas. There's like six of them right now in, in, in this, up in, in this area. And she has all of them, you know, and, and it seems like she has the, like that, those kind of rights to do that somehow. And, uh, you know, and she's very successful and there. And then there's a few other people that have the same thing going on, but with a different, a different franchise you know like they own, they own three four five six different ones in in in, in like a you know general location so so that what that's that's pretty much what you're describing right exactly yeah exactly right that's what she did was she signed an agreement saying those are her territories and she's going to build each one of those out and then they give you a schedule to do that so why she may have six she probably didn't build out six the first year they probably gave her a schedule build one the first year two the second year four the third year 
or something like that. And that's kind of yeah, cool. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. So that's that's awesome. So um, as as far as like um, like r- running the franchise be- beyond, you know, like actually getting it. Um, is there any uh, like ongoing help that, that you have with with your um, clients, or, or after after you get them going, do they just pretty much rely on the franchise itself for support? How they rely on the franchise themselves for support. I still keep track of them as much as I can, but they generally keep a little bit busy after that. At that point in time where they pick the franchise, they sign the franchise agreement. After having a franchise attorney look over the agreement, which I will supply you with a few, the franchisor takes over from there and they're busy enough uh, with the franchisor. The franchisor is going to provide them with some mentors, provide them with some help. Franchise takes over from that point. I try and keep track of them and see how they're doing. Uh, sometimes they come back to me after a few years and they built up their franchise and they're ready to sell it and get another franchise. I've had that happen as well. But for the most part, uh, after I'm done with them, getting, uh, getting them into a nice franchise, franchise or takes over and off to the races they go. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, like, as far as like you, uh, um, if, if you were like starting fresh, you know, in 2023, 2024, um and you wanted to like hey i want to do a franchise you know um what would you um do service or brick and mortar and would you be like uh in it full time or would you be more absentee and try to build out more for me personally if i was to do a franchise in 2024 if i was going to do a brick and mortar it would either be a chocolate store because i love chocolate or it would be a doggy daycare because I love dogs. Those would be my two that I like the best. Um, but from a pragmatic point of view, uh, I'd go with the services industries and I would go with essential service. I'd go with plumbing. I'd go with HVAC. I'd go with electrical services or I'd go with restoration services. Because looking back on the past and seeing what works and what doesn't work when you go, when you have conditions like we've had in the past few years or even, you know, even back to 2008 when we had the big crash. When things are broken, they have to be fixed. They have to be fixed now. And a lot of times your client's not paying for them on that, especially with restoration services. But essential services are always going to be there. They've always been there. And that doesn't necessarily just include electrical and plumbing and HVAC and restoration services. The senior care services are the same way. We saw an uptick in tutoring services as well when we had the COVID thing. So these are the things that people use all the time. People are always, always going to help family. Senior care, they're always going to help their family. They always love their kids. They're going to make sure their kids get the best education. So those are the things that are going to take off. Uh, you know, you like fitness. Amazing how well some of the, the boutique fitness uh, franchises did during the COVID thing. Uh, they still maintained everything that they were doing. So I don't want to discount those at all. And a lot of the other services, I don't want to discount those because they did some amazing things during COVID that really kept them going. Uh, the online classes, keeping all their members active and still participating in there. So they did wonderful things. But from my standpoint, I just happen to think that services industry with a little less of an investment, especially the essential services. Uh, that way, I pretty much know that uh, business is going to be there no matter what, because we always need things fixed. That's awesome. Yeah. One, one thing that has popped into my head is that um, 
like one of my friends um, back in California, he has a franchise. He, he does, um, and he he bought it later. He he was in the business for a while, you know, doing with uh, flooring and mainly carpet, and 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 he got into specializing with water damage and things like that, and, and um, you know, like ripping out, drying, and all that kind of stuff. And he ended up uh, getting into a franchise, you know, that specializes in that water damage and you know all, all that. And one of the things I noticed is that when he transitioned over, is that you know they had uniforms and you know and uh, you know the graphics on the on the bands and um, e even the way that they did their billing and you know and presented things and and you know like more automations like they. they, they their, their ways of collecting money and getting the revenue in and, and even in, you know, invoicing and even giving quotes, like all, all that was way more streamlined and, and, and he looked way more, he looks way more business-like now than he did before. You know, it, it, it's a, it was like a, an amazing transformation kind of a thing. Yeah, that's correct. Now they really do. And it's, you know, very important to be, uh, have that logo out whenever you're doing things and being dressed, uh, similar to that and having that the things on your van, the, the signage and the, the vehicle wrap on your van because you, the neighbors are going to see you and people are going to see you on a regular basis. So they see a, a bunch of people coming in that are, you know, all dressed uh, nicely, all ready to go, all with a logo. Uh, they feel more confident uh, that this is a professional organization with the logo on the van. Uh, and it makes them feel better about them just reaching out and hiring you to do services for uh, for their home or business, whatever it is. Right on. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, so, uh, um, do you have anything extra to add that we might have missed? Okay. So it can be very daunting to go out there and try and find a franchise yourself. So it's great to have an advisor. You deserve an advisor because you're out there, you know, investing your money. Now I'd like you to come to me as a franchise consultant, but there are other franchise consultants out there, believe it or not. So interview with two of them. Find ones that are a good fit for you. Uh, don't spend your time or waste your time, you know, going through there and trying to figure out which one's best for you. There's too many of them. There's a few thousand of them out there. Uh, so get with us. We'll help you do that. Uh, and don't be afraid to just reach out and, and ask about franchises. If you're curious about that, uh, you can get a copy of my book from me, too, that I wrote. Uh, whether you want a PDF version or a hard copy, uh, just let me know what you want. I'll get you out a copy of my book as well. But there's funding available. I have CPAs available. I have franchise attorneys available out there. So everything that you're looking for to get into that franchise, to make it a more streamlined process, to help you avoid any confusion that are out there and really let you know what franchising is all about. So we make certain that it's good for you. Uh, a lot of good information. And I'll supply you with all that information as we go through it. And what to look for, as I was pointing out, some of the things that franchises are uh will be doing for you what kind of services they offer to help you out so when you're paying that royalty fee you feel good about it so the things that we look for like fitness do they have a membership model do they have a grand opening do any of them call people to try and get people to come in do they have the outgoing call service or do they expect people to see you and walk by and, and do the advertising up there if you're doing the services industry do they have a call center that's going to field calls for you so you don't have to do they give quotes online all you have to do then is just wake up in the morning or your manager, if you're not running it, is look at their schedule, see who they need to talk to. So these are all things to look for uh, in a good franchise system. And I'll, I'll help you as we go through that process. That's awesome. And then we'll put um, 
all your contact info, you know, in the show notes below the episode. But um, what's what's the best way for people to contact you and get and uh, like get a consultation and get 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 um get the ball rolling? Go to my website, uh, franchisemaven.com. That's franchise m a v as in Victor e n dot com. Uh, check out my information there. There's a little form on there you can fill out to schedule an appointment. You can email me at greg at franchisemaven.com or just pick up the phone and give me a call at 361-772-6401. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and I have your website up right now. and It's a really, really um, awesome website, you know, really easy to navigate and everything. And see, so you have a newsletter, a button to schedule a call, all, all that good stuff. So very very easy and straightforward. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, um, t- taking the time out to um, educate us about, you know, franchising and, um, you know, the benefits of it. You know, I, I, I didn't know that there was so much support, you know, for the franchisee, you, you know, um, and even like, you know, before making the choice of what franchise you want to get, you know, so like, so that's so crucial and so awesome. And um, this make, makes me feel better about it, you know, you know, and, and it, I, I could see how um, going to someone, you know, a consultant like yourself, especially one that's ex- as experienced as you could just like um, be the de- determining factor between success or failure. You, you know, it, it's really it's really awesome what you're doing. Thank you, Al. I appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, I hope you have a great day, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Al. Have a good day out there, sir.